Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. Hello and welcome back, my friends. It is so good to be here once again, looking into the scriptures and seeing what they have to say about how we are to live and what we are to think about what Christ taught us about who we are and how God would like for us to be in ways that are glorifying to God. And so I'm so glad that you are back here once again with me. Um, so let's get started. We are picking up where we left off last week at Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. And here Jesus is fulfilling the law. And so let's see what it has to say. This is Jesus who is speaking here. Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering a gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way. Or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison, and I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. 
it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness causes her to become an adulteress and anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep your oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no no, anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn him the other also. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who also asks of you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. He causes his sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, Jesus' teachings continue on into chapter 6, which we will get to next week. But I think here it is important for us to recognize two things. First, that Jesus points to the Old Testament law and prophets. He says that he has not come into the world to abolish these former teachings, but to fulfill them in his incarnation. Jesus is telling us that not even heaven or earth will disappear and nor will these guidelines that God has given to us in the Old Testament, that they are not abolished in Christ's coming into the world, but rather all of them are being fulfilled in him. 
You see, in the Old Testament, God gave us rules and regulations to live by in order to learn about who God is, about who we are, and about who we are in the world in which we live, and how we are called to live among our sisters and brothers, our neighbors and friends and strangers and enemies alike. And they were very clear and spelled out for us in order that we would learn to trust in God and that we would have parameters in which humanity can live together in ways that point us and point our eyes continually to God. But now, in coming into the world in flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, God is speaking God's own teaching in God's own words to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus teaches us the things of God that only God could know. And our God then takes these teachings. Today, they were teachings about murder, about lust, about broken relationships, about swearing oaths, about resisting evil and loving enemies. And Jesus takes these former teachings and he turns them into new teachings. He starts each one saying, you have heard that it was said, but I tell you. And the interesting thing about these teachings then is that Jesus takes each one of these pieces of the Old Testament law and he actually extends them even further and generalizes them even more. And so it is not just wrong to murder, it is wrong for us to hold a grudge. It is not just a problem uh, that we are in conflict one with one another, but the conflict itself is problematic because it goes against the ways in which God desires for humanity to live into the world. This is what we see portrayed in these teachings here, and they are summed up perhaps best in chapter 5 with these words. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be sons and daughters of your Father in heaven. It is important for us to remember that all things are in God's hands and that the ways of this world can overwhelm us and cause us to want to lash out against others, to 
build walls against people, to make excuses for ways to hate them, um, to um, build, build walls between persons, uh, labeling them unrighteous and lifting ourselves up as the righteous. But Jesus reminds us here that we are to love even our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. And in this way, we honor the gift of our lives and we accept truly that freedom that comes through Christ in doing the hard things, the things that are against the teachings of this world that tell us we should build walls, that tell us we are right and others are wrong, that tell us um, we should seek vengeance and repayment for the evil done against us. These verses tell us that to be truly free is to let these things go to live in ways that are honoring to God by the ways in which we live with one another. Jesus tells us, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the left cheek also. If someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, give him your cloak as well. If someone forces you to walk one mile, go willingly with him two miles. Surely, in this way, God is teaching us to be extravagant in our love. And it's so very difficult for us as these fallen, sinful creatures that we are. But it's in doing so and going above and beyond and turning away from the worldly ways and the sinful ways and fully claiming and grasping this glory of God that is a um, glory that is found and displayed to us as weakness, as sacrifice. We too can learn to be sacrificial and in doing so, we learn how to truly be set free. What do you need to be freed of in your life? What are those relationships that are less than God honoring? In what ways? Can you learn to become extravagant and countercultural in order to be set free? This is the offer of Jesus to us as he teaches these radical new teachings and the fulfillment of the Old Testament law and prophets simply by being willing to be sacrificial. God willingly came into our 
brokenness, our sinfulness, and showed God's self to be sinless. And in this way, the law and the prophets were fulfilled. We have been set free and shown a new sacrificial way to live that sets us free, free to live for God. So I pray for you this week that the Holy Spirit is working within you, that you are being filled with a new idea about what God is calling you to do and be, that you find the strength and the courage in weakness, that you find freedom in sacrifice, and that you find a new way to live, one that is honoring and glorifying of the gift that God has given to you. Take care, my friends, and I will see you next time. Thank you.